0: Welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. I'm Dave, and I'm here with my very, very great friend, Jim. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm glad to be here. Well, if you'd remember, you guys, that, um... Also, I just have to say this. If you haven't listened to the past three episodes or haven't seen any dopey social media, you should know that Chris died tragically, overdosed, and, um trying to keep Dopey going, and I had some dude who was going to sit in, and he backed out at the last second. He got scared, so I called my friend Jim. And here I am. And Jim is not really really an addict. Would you say you're an addict? I would definitely not say I'm an addict, but I've known Dave long enough
1: to have been through a lot of his addict years. And, uh, and we've done a lot of
0: drugs together.
1: We've done a lot of drugs together. <laughs> not, I mean, not the hard ones, but, yeah, we did a lot of hallucinogens, and definitely I, I think I'm the one who got you to smoke pot for the first time
0: unfortunately it's possible I'm pretty it's very, I, I'm very pretty possible. sure cuz
1: in high school man you you were very anti drugs very anti I don't know if you remember this I remember you were very you know you were down on me cuz I was interested in smoking pot and you were not interested at all you thought I was a lunatic
0: I just thought that it would prevent you from being your genuine self which is the the uh The thinking that I've gotten back to now. Yeah. But here we are, and um, so Chris died, and uh, Jim decided to sit in. And if you guys are listeners to the show, you'll remember that Jim, the last time Jim was on Dopey, the fucked up thing is he sat in the same place with Todd Todd and Chris, who are now both dead.
1: I didn't think of that, but that is true. just, Just so everyone knows, I'm not here to... Replace it. I'm not a permanent replacement
0: or anything. I no, thought I you just, were going to be... Rep- <laughs> you're not going to permanently <laughs> no, replace me? I'm out of here. <laughs> no? Um, no, Jim is doing me a favor. Jim is, is in to make the show a little bit more fun. Yeah. You know, because yeah. last week's was not fun. I guess the one with his friends is kind of fun. The one with Annie. I mean, you can't really have fun when you're going over the fucking horribly tragic death of Chris. You know, we all love Chris, and Chris was amazing on the show. Um... Yeah, he was it was i have to say i think like a lot of I,
1: i read a lot of the the responses you know and like a lot of people i i didn't know chris that well i just met him that one time when i was on the show last with todd um but god it hit me hard i have to like that that episode with his girlfriend i cried all the way through that episode listening to it um because I, I like a lot of you guys even though I'm not like dealing with addiction I have been in a faraway land in, in Russia cold, cold Russia for many, many years and um, this was one of the only shows that I would listen to to keep me sane and to keep me company and both Dave and Chris would do that and you, really, I really felt like I was, you know sitting there with them laughing along, so
0: What was your take on Chris and what made you cry so much during that episode?
1: I just made it real um, and you could feel the I don't know how,
0: how. It was brutal. It was brutal pain. It was very on the show.
1: raw. It, well, like I felt like you, both you and I forgot his girlfriend's Annie. name, Annie. Were were, you know, trying to hold it together. It's like when it, whenever there's there are tears underneath people's voices, but they're not actually crying. It's like the audience ends up holding the tears for them in a way. I, I don't know. Does that make any sense?
0: That's a nice way to put it. I think a lot of people cried during the show, and that was that's my first. Uh, note, actually. And the first note is to talk about, uh, and it's like, it sounds so stupid, but the power of the dopey nation, it's like we invented the dopey nation as a joke, like three episodes in, uh, or something. I was making a plea for emails with Chris. Mm-hmm. And I think we had just started talking about dopey, not necessarily being about drugs, but being about recovery. Cause we were in recovery and, and I said, stay strong dopey nation. Like like, it was, like, something something annoying thing that you would hear at a meeting or something. And it was, like, a joke, but it was funny. And it really, like, caught on. It caught on to the point where um, these people made a Dopey Nation closed Facebook group. Yeah. Where yeah. there's, like, 400... Are you on the Dopey Nation group? No, what I... What a punk. Jimmy. He's <laughs> not on the Dopey Nation well, I, group. I don't know. I'm, I'm not... I didn't feel like I was... You didn't belong. Yeah. But you're on the show. Bit. Do you think they'll resent you for this? I don't... That's why
1: I wanted to make sure people understood that I'm not trying to replace anybody. I didn't want feel any resentment
0: yeah Jim know. is definitely not right. we're gonna. what we're gonna do is we're gonna, we're gonna try a bunch of people we're gonna see who's available we're gonna see who's good we're gonna rotate in and out and get some guests and get some calls and just try to keep the show as fun as possible while honoring the, um, the tradition of the show
1: I, I remember when, when Dave I, when I first got the news about Chris I was on a subway and I did not I just honestly didn't I just didn't get it. I didn't believe it how know. did you get the news you texted me
0: what did I text you?
1: you told, Chris is dead.
0: That's what I texted you that? You text did you text me first or I just texted you out of the blue?
1: No, I texted you like we were making plans or it was totally, oh, no, I like uh, something, I don't know, something about my daughter and all of a sudden, oh, my, so my, my father's sick and is going through cancer treatment and I, I was telling you that he was doing better and you said, that's great, Chris is dead. And um, right. I think you had just found out. I think it was the day you found out. And um, my first response, well, my first response was like, which Chris? Like, what are you talking about? How can this possibly be? My second response was when I realized, what, you know, when it sunk in, I said, you have to keep doing the show.
0: And right. That, that was the first thing you said. That was,
1: I felt bad that I said that because I thought maybe I wasn't. it wasn't my place to say that. But that was my first thought was because I was, you know, I was like, I'm not an addict and I feel this broken up about this and I like feel kind of like I've been... I don't know
0: Why why was it important to you That I keep doing the show
1: Because like I said The show has buoyed me Not in the same Maybe in the exact same way That it buoyed a lot of people But um, just It buoyed you? I'm serious How did
0: the show buoy you? What is buoy? How did how is buoy a thing?
1: <laughs> Maybe it's not a verb, but you know.
0: No, buoy to buoy something does mean to firm it. I guess it's like a boat gets buoyed in the water I, by being tied to the buoy.
1: Look, look, I've been in Russia all this time and surrounded by not my native tongue, and 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 I you know, I speak Russian but not that well. And I am kind
0: of Why don't of, you make a call to action to the Russian members of the Dope Nation in Russian? Давай, Ruski Narod.
1: Okay, that's enough Russian. You're going to scare everybody. Okay, sorry. Uh, Anyway. What did you say? I just said, let's go, Russian brothers. Call us. Let us know you're out there. Um,
0: Do you think that there's people in Russia listening to Dopey?
1: I think I was the only one.
0: According to the statistics, there's a few hundred listeners Oh, all right.
1: Well, there you go. Anyway, when I, I... I'm a sculptor, so I would work by myself a lot, and I would listen to you guys for hours and hours and hours, and it made me feel like I was home because it made me feel like I was with you, um, you know, because I grew up with Dave, and uh, but then I also, you know, got to know Chris through the show, and all, the other thing was just listening to this show. I mean, I kind of I caught on late, and and you know, listened for many hours at a time, and just to hear the two of you guys become more and more solid you know and 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 add more and more recovery to the show because you both were kind of enjoying the recovery more and more and you didn't it seemed like you you had not only run out of your own stories but you didn't like need to revel in them as much because you had new like exciting life happening to you post you know post recovery and um it just seemed like you guys were both rocks you know that that you know, honestly, that turned
0: out not to be the case. Well, the,
1: the crazy thing is, if I, I was much more afraid that you were going to relapse than him. Why? What, what, how do you figure it? He had he had years on you. He had a year and a half on me. You know, and and he just, I well, I didn't know him as well. So my my only experience with him was was after you know he was clean. I never knew him not clean.
0: You, me neither. I, mean, huh. I I never knew him not clean. I mean, like I remember. I think I was a little bit clean and he was dirty and like, and I hadn't talked to him. Like we didn't have a conversation, but he would text me like, you want to go get some acid? Mm. And I'd be like, no. And then he would text me. Okay, fuck it. Let's just go get some dope. And I'd say, no, you know, I never wanted to have anything to do with Chris when he was using. And the truth is that Chris using was like not a fun guy. And I'm sure I was not a fun guy when I was using. That's correct. I was a pain, right? (laughs) I was not easy. Okay. I'm going to read an email. All right. This is from Michael. Uh, We'll call him Agent M or something awesome. I don't care. That's what he wants to be called. Um, Hey, Dave. I started listening to you two only a few weeks ago and so badly wanted to send in one of my stories. It really, really sucked for me to find out about Chris. He seemed like such an awesome dude. I know he meant the world to you, his girlfriend, and family, plus the rest of the Dopey Nation. I'm 28, living in Concord, New Hampshire, and was a heroin pill addict for most of my 20s. I can honestly say that for the first five years, I barely increased how much I was doing. But eventually, it turned into an everyday thing that I couldn't be without. I tried heroin... Parentheses, fentanyl for the first time I think around 25 but it wasn't until I got a full-time job at a pizza place getting paid under the table that my habit quickly turned into a full-blown addiction I started getting a half a gram each night doing all of it and then taking a small amount of suboxone in the morning to keep me from getting sick until after work for some reason I lasted the first two months being able to do that without getting uh, precipitated withdrawals But once I started making extra money with pizza deliveries and doing more dope, the Suboxone would just make me withdraw rapidly. Hmm. I stopped paying my rent where I was living so I could afford to get enough dope to last me through the day and ended up being kicked out. After that, I was staying with my also afflicted night manager that I worked with. He didn't really make me pay rent because we basically worked together to get more dope for cheaper down in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Only one of us ever had a working car at the same time, so it was mutually beneficial. He, however, was also taking like 100 milligrams of methadone a day, so he needed uh, around five to seven grams of dope a day just not to feel horrible. By the end, I needed at least this a ton of heroin. By the end, I needed at least three grams of dope to make it through the day. I've got loads of horrible stories I could send in, but I just wanted to send this much for now. Anyway, on August 12th, I'll be eight months sober from dope, but I am on Suboxone. I take it the way it's prescribed. I do plan on getting off subs as well once I'm done with my probation, but I just don't want to take any risks of fucking up until probation is done. My non-afflicted, actually it says my non-afflicted but I think he meant non-afflicted best friend is actually the one who turned me on to Dopey and she's also gotten a few other of my non he says none I don't know why my non-afflicted friends into it as well I love everything about it and don't think you need to change a thing about it what am I supposed to do because Chris is dead Anyway, I do want to know what you plan on doing in the future <laughs> if it's not too soon to think about it. I honestly hope you keep going. Me and so many others in and out of recovery love this podcast and all the guests you have on. Much peace and love. He says Mike, but call him Agent M or something awesome. I don't know. It's a good thing I didn't say his last name. Did I say his last name in the you beginning? Did not. You Excellent. Did not. So thank you for that, Michael. Send in some fucking stories. Any thoughts?
1: It, it reminds me a little bit of... I mean, oh, should we not talk about your past? You could talk about my past. I, just, I mean his living situation. It reminds me of your living situation a little bit when you uh, you had some crazy. I'm, I'm remembering like when I so Dave would Dave would kind of drop out of my life and then come back into my life now and again during during you know when he was using using and uh, there was a long period where you had a really cheap place you know here in the Chelsea Chelsea down the street down the street from where we are now. And uh, he had some crazy people living there, as I as I recall. Yeah, I had a
0: drug dealer staying with me. His name was Tony Baloney, and yes. I and Todd moved in to That's pay for right. the drugs. Todd, That's Todd right. the deal was Todd could live there if he paid for the drugs, and Tony Baloney could sell heroin at my house. And he wouldn't give me any. I think he gave me a discounted rate. And Tony Baloney was a shrewd businessman. He I really remember was,
1: going there, and you had this kind of. Nice-looking couch, but terribly broken couch that you'd sink way, way down into, and it would always hurt my back. And somebody slept on it, which I couldn't understand. I remember Peter. Going, Peter. Yeah, Peter Loesch. No, I won't say his last name. And um, uh, I remember going to the bathroom and being pretty horrified by the state of affairs and coming out and saying, you know, I just used the soap in your bathroom, and I think my hands are dirtier. And you thought that was very funny at the time.
0: I did? <laughs> See, it's funny because I go to Penn Station every day, and Penn Station is so gross, and I have to go to the bathroom in there all the time. And it's such a disgusting bathroom. And when I wash my hands, or I don't wash my hands, to be honest with you. I leave there without washing my hands because I feel like it will be dirtier yeah, that to was, wash them. I
1: remember making the choice. Like, is this is going to make it better or worse, washing my hands in this place?
0: And I tweeted... I leave the Penn Station bathroom thinking that I would be dirtier to use the soap, and I guess I stole it from you in my house. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't think so, though. Um, Let's make a call. It's time to make a call. Let's call surprise guest. Dopey, original dopey guest. Let's see if he's on. Let's see. Let's see if he's there. Son of Rob Reiner. Grandson of Carl Reiner. Total train wreck. Are you there? <laughs> Phone is ringing.
1: Who wouldn't, want, who wouldn't want to pick up after that intro? Hey, what's
2: up?
0: There he is, Nick Reiner. How are you? Pretty good. I, hey. I introduced you as son of Rob Reiner, grandson of Carl Reiner, total train wreck, and our friend, Nick Reiner.
2: That's not good.
0: Come on. Take it easy. Everything's Okay. My friend, my friend Jim is with us. So you say hello to Jim. Nice. Hi, Jim. Hey,
1: nice to meet you.
0: So what's happening, man? How are you doing? Um,
2: as good as I as I ever am.
0: Oh yeah, is that bad? Huh? Uh, what
2: does that tell you?
0: Well, it tells me you're not doing dope and you're not doing <sighs> math, but you're smoking weed and drinking a little bit.
2: Well, I'm not. I'm not doing dope. I can tell you that much. Well, that's a good thing.
0: Oh no, that's not a good thing. You're not reading in between. You're doing math at this point? You're going to say that on no, Dopey? No,
2: I didn't say that. <laughs>
0: what did you say?
2: I said, I'm not, I'm not doing dope. So what are you that's doing? You just
0: asked me. What are you doing? Oh, uh,
2: well, I'm, I'm smoking a little weed, mm-hmm.
0: taking a little Adderall. Okay. But so that's what
2: everybody's
1: doing. What, is, what does Adderall do for you? Like, what?
0: Adderall its like a prescription, I, I, speed, I, I, Ritalin kind of thing. I know,
1: I know. It calms people down.
0: It's like a cup of, of coffee, coffee for, for severely ADD. Did you hear the Dr. Drew, he says Adderall is going to be the thing that uh, that does you in. He says Adderall is that slipping... I know, but he's like a stiff. He is a stiff, but, but come on. I mean, listen. The only reason... I mean, you are Nick Reiner, original dopey legend, so you're allowed to call in whenever you want. But I've waived that you have to be clean to be on Dopey, because Chris certainly wasn't clean on Dopey.
1: I know, but you didn't know that. Yeah, well, you didn't know that, even though people think you should have, but you didn't. I didn't know it.
0: How would you know it? Nobody knew it. Yeah. Um, what did you, what, did you ever, when you listen, you didn't listen to the show that often, right?
2: When? Ever.
1: Ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. You did? did? Could you hear it in his voice or no? Uh, I
2: had no idea, but you know what's the funny thing is like, I can never tell when anybody's high.
0: Even in person?
2: Yeah, like, I have like the worst radar for that kind of a thing.
0: See, I, f- I think I think everybody's high if they get high. I think I have good radar, <laughs> I but I, c- I couldn't see it in Chris. You have good well, radar. clearly
1: K- you don't. But you did see it in Todd, because when I was here on the show that last time, Todd was here, and you were yelling at him on the show, saying, Todd, are you, are you like, what, you know, I, what, what, the element in the room here is that I think that you're high right yeah, now. Yeah, when
0: Jim was on the show once, Nick, right, and Todd and Chris were here, and Todd, like, dipped out to smoke a cigarette and buy a taco, and he, like, went downstairs and sniffed a couple bags, and he came upstairs, uh, and he was so obviously not, I mean, i gotten high with Todd a billion times. Like, yeah, I didn't know. There was no chance that he wasn't high. Um, but Nick Nick has been through quite a lot since he's been on Dopey in fact one of the craziest Dopey stories I ever heard I heard from Chris about you and you didn't want to come on it took Chris dying for you to come on to tell this story didn't it?
2: I, it really did honestly wow. uh, but I honestly wish that he was around to help me tell it because A because I can't remember half of it and B because he would he would be such a help to try to tell it with me
0: I know, and he's in it, which is the craziest yeah, part. I, I know, I can do some of the Chris interjections, so just walk us through the story, because I, I, I talked to Chris about it so much that I could probably do some of the Chris interjections.
2: Uh, all right. Well, where do I start even?
0: You're in Los um, Angeles.
2: Well, yeah, so about like a year ago, I guess, I got back... I got back on dope and other things. And uh, to make a really long story short, I wound up having a cocaine heart attack. And uh, I wound up traveling with this bald guy who I will not name. I don't know if I should or should not name him. Is it Jeff Van, Van
0: Vanderslans? Or, no, his name is
2: Jim Earnhardt. And,
0: uh, it's been named. <laughs> he did
2: an intervention on me when I was like 14. Right. And, uh, he did one again when oh. I was 24. Okay. And, anyways, I wound up.
0: How old are you on... now, Nick? How old are you now?
2: I'm 24.
0: All right. There you go.
2: So, I wound up on a plane with him. And I was on, like, Suboxone too. So, I literally, like, passed out on the plane. And I woke up in a hospital, and when I opened my eyes, Chris was in the hospital with me. And I thought I had, like, died and gone to hell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? No, it's
2: not actually true. But Chris was actually in the hospital with me. and uh,
1: Was he there I to guess see you? I I
2: had pissed the guy I was with off so much that he was like, I cannot be with this guy anymore, like... I have to like pawn him off onto somebody. And I guess Chris had heard I was in the neighborhood and he was like, oh, I'm gonna stop by and like hang out with this guy. And yeah.
0: What I had heard, what I had heard was that somehow you're, you're, you know, you're, you needed to go, you need to go to treatment, you know? Um, uh, you, were, you had to go to treatment and somehow it got to Chris's sister's company and they told Chris's sister that you were going to Boston, so so he found out where you were going, and he wanted to check on you, and he went to the hospital, and you're like out of your mind. You had had a heart attack on the plane. I think we should double back to that part of the story. Um, and you wake up, and you're like, "Hey, Chris!" No, 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 no. And you start talking, and Chris is like, "Wait a second! Aren't you surprised that I'm sitting here?" And you were like, "I guess so. Things are all fucked up, man. You know, it was like." It was like that. Um, but how did, how did you go from just smoking weed and the occasional Adderall to uh, relapsing on dope in the first place? Well, how do you think? I'm a drug addict. That's fair enough. But was there, do you remember a defining moment where it shifted? Because that could be helpful to somebody out there who's smoking weed and taking Adderall.
2: Well, I, I mean, there's a lot of details to the story that I'm sort of just brushing over.
0: Are any worth telling or you don't want to tell them?
2: I'm fine telling them. Tell them, details are the. It's really kind of boring. I mean, it's the same old story that everybody has. It's I, you know, I kind of linked up with this old dealer, and I was, you know, he's he was a heroin dealer, and basically I started doing heroin. Well, how did you link up?
0: How did you link up with him in the first place? Like, how did that happen? Did you want the dope?
2: No, I just, I kind of like one day I was like, I want to buy a bag of Coke and I kind of messaged him or something and we met up and he was like, oh, I also have some heroin. And that turned into me hanging out with him for like three weeks, like doing heroin.
0: Right. Did you know, like you were just like kind of done not doing hard drugs, basically? Yeah. So what was what could you describe that feeling a little bit? Because, you know, I I know what that's like. I mean, when I whenever I was in that situation, I I just wanted the relief of seriously hard drugs without the misery of seriously hard drugs. Was it like that? Wait, what was that? I would always like whenever I relapsed on serious like on heroin and pills and stuff, I craved that release or that relief. You know what I mean? Like you know that you're gonna get a certain level of relief from doing dope or taking pills or something that you're not gonna get just from smoking weed.
2: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Well, what do you think it was? Like you were like, "Fuck it, I want to live dangerously with this guy." And then like, he did he know you had been a, a heroin addict in the past?
2: Yeah, he 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 knew.
0: Yeah, he's a good... He
2: he knew my whole my whole drug history and. He was happy to to take my money from me.
1: Was he just basically taking advantage of you? Just, he was a drug dealer. Yeah. He did his
0: job.
2: Yeah, yeah, he wasn't taking advantage of me.
0: He was a drug he, dealer who did his job. Yeah. And um and then you wound up going to uh, Sober Living in Maine, right? Uh, well, it was...
2: You know, this is why it sucks to smoke weed and not remember anything, because it literally, it's like so i went through so many different steps before i wound up at the sober house in maine like literally after the hospital in boston i went to a detox in boston and chris visited me a few times while i was there and he i i called him a few times while i was there and he he even came and visited me and he brought me cigarettes while i was there and i uh and then, yeah. And then later on, um, I went to like another place, a little bit down the road. Like I think you would know the name, um, but I don't know the name.
0: Yeah, I don't know the name. Some treatment down over there.
2: And then I went to, yeah. So a bunch of places. And then I and then I went to. Uh, another place for about two weeks, and then I went to the sober house in Maine.
0: I remember I talked to you a bunch in that period, and you were so miserable. Remember you I were know, so bored and so angry. You were so... I rem- I remember calling
2: you at one point while I was in Boston at this like really shitty halfway house, and I remember complaining to you and being like, I don't know what to do. Like, I- I'm like going to movies and like you know, by myself and I'm like still detoxing and I'm like unsure of like what to do with myself. And you're like, don't worry. Like in no time, some hot girl with a Southie accent will be blowing you. Is
0: that what I said? Was I right? Was I right or was I right? Wrong.
2: I mean, you were sort of right.
0: (laughs) So yeah, it worked out. I, I remember I just said, watch the Godfather trilogy and then watch the five Rocky movies. It was like, keep watching movies. Um, but I don't remember saying the thing about the Southie blowjob. That was good advice. There was good advice. So then you, you went to Maine, and you were like a pig and shit in Maine. What what You loved being in Maine.
2: You know, I, I loved it. It
0: was cool. So, and then you were like, fuck it, and you went home. So what ended your sober run?
2: Um, I don't know. I just didn't want to be away from home, and... I just wanted to come back home.
0: But you also wanted... You wanted to get back to smoking weed and whatever. I'm not judging you, Nick. I'm just... Like, the show... Like, there's a billion... Or there's thousands... You know what it really was? You know what it really was? It it was like... I
2: kind of knew that I wanted to relapse, basically. Mm -hmm. I didn't even want to call it a relapse. I just wanted to get back to my old life of, like... Smoking weed, kind of taking some pills, like doing whatever I wanted. Yeah. And I knew that if I started to do it back in Maine, I wouldn't really be able to do it. Right. Like I knew if I, I if I smoked once or if I took one pill, I would, you know, they would send me to some treatment. I saw that happen with like a ton of kids there, so I was smart about it. And I just was like, you know what, I want to go home. And so I just stayed sober long enough till I I could go home, and then. Yeah, I just and then I, I went home and did it
1: so, so it was like a premeditated relapse But it was motivated by your desire to get home, really
0: He just wanted to be able to get high at home with no consequences Right? Hello? Yeah um, Now, do you feel, you feel What are you doing? Are you having fun at home? How are things? Things are great What are you doing? Um, the usual stuff. My brother just moved back home, so that's pretty cool. That is good. Smoke, smoking weed like Snoop Dogg, fucking playing basketball, fucking crossing people over. What are you doing? What's going on?
2: The, the same old stuff. Snoop,
0: <laughs> ball. Yeah. That's fair enough. You writing? Nick yeah. Wrote, Nick wrote a big movie. Oh, wow. A big movie about a drug addict who couldn't get clean. Yeah, I'm
2: a big-time screenwriter,
0: baby. He's a big-time nice. screenwriter, baby. Nice. I sent Nick my script. It's only taken him two years to read half of a 22-page script. <laughs> unbelievable. I'm a, I'm a slow reader. I'm retarded. You're an unbelievable, unbelievable human. Could you believe it that we got Artie Lang on the show and within two weeks, Chris would be fucking dead? Yeah,
2: that was the other thing. Unbelievable. Yeah. Nick- I, it's, I, it's honestly unbelievable that you got him on.
0: Oh, that's what, that's, you mean that after Chris dies, you're still shocked that Artie came on Dopey. That's so funny. You saw Artie, Artie fucking tweeting about Chris and everything, right? Um, actually, yeah, that, that's
2: also crazy, too.
0: I know. Artie, I, 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 Artie, I texted Artie last week. I was like, dude, you should be the host on Dopey, and he ignored me for days, and then I wrote something like something passive aggressive, like "You don't need to respond." And he wrote, um, "He wrote, I need to make money, man." And I wrote, "I wrote, if you were the host of a recovery podcast, it would be total redemption for you." And he wrote, "Could you please stop texting me?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Which is very classic. <laughs> and also, could you? I mean, were you shocked when Chris turned up dead? I mean, I guess most addicts no that's possible but in my mind it was not possible that Chris mind, could it, yeah. fucking turn up dead it was not possible in my mind
2: no I, I really was shocked
0: I know I know and it's yeah, it's but, so sad also because on the show one of the biggest messages on the show was I was constantly telling him that he was full of shit and he was quoting all this stuff at me and he was full of shit in the end and he lied about the whole thing which kills me kills me yeah you know, no, yeah, fucking unreal, right? Unreal. Yeah, I mean, I, I I wasn't as surprised about,
1: I wasn't as surprised about Todd, that you know when 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 he when that when we found out about him, I was like, uh, it's like the, the other shoe had dropped. I'd almost been, I feel like I've been waiting that waiting for that for years.
0: Nobody was surprised about Todd, but I, I was torn up when Todd died. I was torn up like it was like family. And when Chris died, I just got really angry. I'm still. I think I'm kind of probably still in shock, and I'm still. And I'm still angry about it. And I have dreams about both of them. I had a dream about Todd last night. I had a dream about Chris the other day. It's weird, you know. It's also like I did drugs for like 15 years, and nobody died. You know, I'm three. I, I got three years clean this week, Nick. Oh, um, yeah. that's
1: con- awesome. Congratulations. It's all right.
0: Um, uh, but uh, nobody died when I was using in three years clean. Two of my best friends are dead within eight weeks. You know, it's weird. It's, and could you believe all the dopey fucking uh, people like talking about Chris and all the outpouring of love and such?
2: No, it's a, it's a real following.
0: I know. And they, they even called for you to be the host of Dopey, Nick Reiner. Hey, what do you know? I said, clean, clean your act up and we could talk. Hey, my act's clean. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. You know what you got to do. Let me ask you this. You ready? Here's a serious question. What do you think, I mean, and the answer is probably very obvious, but what do you get out of smoking weed that you didn't get out of full-on recovery? Absolutely nothing. Really? Talk hmm. about that, please. Uh,
2: what's there to talk about?
0: Well, like, well, the next
1: question is then: Is it just a, a habit? Is it is it a connection to other people that that brings you back to it? Is it just like triggers from where you are? Like what? What? He smokes weed to chill. It's just it's just how he, it's like it's like sitting down to watch television for you. Or
0: what do you think, Nick? Talk to talk to the non addict on dopey. Yeah, I'm the non addict. I don't know what I'm talking about. so I'm curious. Oh, you're you're a non-addict? Yeah, Jim is a non-addict. He came on to make Dopey less miserable than it's been.
1: I don't know if I'm doing much of I'm doing a he's, good uh, job he's of that. It's good to have he's, <laughs> Jim,
0: Jim grew up with me, and we used to, like, get high in high school and did acid and college and whatever, and then I went off and became a horrible junkie, and Jim didn't. And Jim would, like, take me in if I ever needed a place to stay, or he'd come by, we'd have a meal. But And he was, he was sure I was going to die, and I didn't die. And Jim came on Dopey once and told some insane acid stories that were funny. Um, and he, and my my other friend who is an alcoholic in recovery backed out of coming on, so Jim, you know, graciously agreed to come on. He's kind of ruining the show, but what are you going to do? <laughs> so so answer the question. You smoke weed to chill basically, right? Um
2: yeah, but I get out of it when anybody else gets out of doing any drug. It's yeah.
0: It's, you it's, know what I mean?
2: I don't want you know.
0: Talk to me, Nick. I'm li- I'm listening. I'm listening.
2: It's like, why does anybody do any drug? But I'm 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 just smoking weed to prevent myself from doing any other sort of hard thing right now.
0: Right. It's taking the spot. Mm. And and It's y- a preventative measure. You have a prescription? Uh, it's
2: not like that out here. You don't really need a prescription because it's legal.
0: Oh yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, listen. I mean, from where I'm sitting, if I smoke weed, like, I'll wind up doing drugs because it fucks with my head. Um, but, like, I, you know, I, I, I love being uh, in recovery also. As a, you know, as a junkie, I love being in recovery. I worry about you because this is exactly what happened before, but I can't judge you, you know what I mean? Like, how can I fucking judge you? I just wonder if you can be as productive, you know?
2: Well, I'm definitely not as productive.
0: Right. You think but when you
2: said you smoked you smoked weed for like years before you like got back on dope again. So
0: yeah, well, I didn't. You know what? I did smoke weed for years. I did dope and smoke weed forever. Then I got off of dope and I smoked weed for like three or four years. And I started taking pills. And I never got back on dope. I did dope one time in the past eight years. Um. Uh, but I did start taking pills every week. But you were
1: really different, Dave, when when you were smoking marijuana. I mean, like when when you were smoking weed, you you were kind of a different.
0: Yeah, I was like Nick Reiner when I was smoking <laughs> weed. I was <laughs> well, all, all like, over the place. Well, not just that, but
1: you, you became like much much more sort of like like selfish. I have to say. Like, you, like, he says,
0: "Can you hear him, Nick? He's saying that when I was smoking pot, I was selfish. Do you find that to be true for you? Am I selfish? I'm sure you are." Um, no, I'm not, actually. Give me a break. <laughs> I, I'm, like, really
2: selfless.
0: Okay. How are you so selfless? What are you doing? You're because bringing turkeys to the everybody fucking... everybody else around me
2: better. I'm like Magic Johnson. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a team player.
0: Who are you making better? I mean, I guess you did come through for Dopey. I didn't think you'd come through. Yeah,
2: I'm like an assist guy. I'm, I'm a dimer.
0: What do you think about this Lonzo Ball? You think he's got legs out there or no? No, I
2: think he's a fucking... He he's a loser. He's, he sucks.
0: He also doesn't look good. I, they really should have given him up with this whole LeBron James business, I think. Yeah,
2: it's like, I'm, there's this theory I have, it's like, you gotta be like a, if you're good in the NBA, you also gotta be like good looking. And <laughs>
3: he's just ugly.
0: I agree. But I think he's just young. I think that he could, he could take that stuff and his skin can clear up. He just needs a better haircut and shit. I think he, I think underneath it there's a, an attractive young man there. But, um, what else you got to say about your using? We're done talking about Lakers. I think, I think we're done with you, Nick. I love you, though. I'm glad you called okay. in. You got anything else? Right. You got any parting words for the Dopey Nation?
2: Um, I have no parting words. Uh, just everybody use or don't use. Uh, stay, whatever.
0: Let me ask you That's- this. What do you, think, what do you think Dopey should be? What are your, what's your advice for the future of Dopey? That's a good question.
2: That's a great question, but not for me.
0: <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. On a personal note, when are you going to finish the script?
2: Which one? The Ooh. one I sent you, you <laughs> fucking talk <top> sucker. <laughs> uh, sometime in the next 20 years.
0: <laughs> oh, Nick. It's just, it just hurts. It's, just, it's painful. It's painful oh, stuff. Right. Finish it in the next two weeks. I want a book report in two weeks. Okay. And I also want you to take a shot at recovery again sometime, and then you can call in and say how good your life is. Okay. And will you call in again soon? Yes. But no heart attack stories. All right. What was the heart attack feel like?
2: Uh, pretty bad.
0: That's (laughs) it? What about when you wrecked the the guest house on meth? You don't want to tell that story?
2: Yeah, I went ten rounds with my guest house.
0: Well, what did you... What Tell this—you got—he got sequestered in his parents' guest house. What was the story there? That's Wait, a good so what, what dopey do mean story. sequestered? Tell that. Tell that it's story for you. It's not go. much of a story. I got totally spun out on uppers. I think it was
2: coke and something else, and I was up for days on end. And uh, I started punching out different things in my guest house.
0: Like a frame? I, like a like what? Like a stuff? No, a, I, think,
2: I think I started with the TV, and then I went over to the lamp, and then. Progressive I just everything in the guest house got wrecked.
0: Did you punch the TV? Yeah,
2: I literally punched the
1: TV. Did you did you like lacerate your hands? I mean that sounds
0: bad. Yeah, did you hurt yourself? I don't even remember at this point. You were too fucked up. He was about to have a heart attack. Right. So he destroyed yeah. the guest house. Give me he, a break. You know, you called me that morning. It was just about a year ago. You I was I was up it's I was upstate and you were like dude, I just fucked up the guest house and now I gotta get clean. You're like, help me find a place. And I reached out to Bob Forrest and then the next thing I know, Chris called me and said that you were going to Boston. Do you remember that at all? Um, Kind of. Well, just know that we love you. Hold on, wait, Jim wants wait, wait, to ask me a question. I want to.
1: Know, when you're punching these things out, what, what is it to like relieve some tension? Is it like are, are, he's high? Are, I I know, but is no, there you're any? You're crazy. You're crazy. Well, I mean, but is there any logic at all that translates into that you can remember and that and that can translate into real life? That that no still makes logic. no logic. It's just this thing's going right now. <laughs> Boom, and now then and then you yeah. focus on the next thing. That thing's got to go. Yes. Wow! And
0: you're, uh, but you, but weren't you pissed? Like, weren't your folks like you got to go? And you were pissed that they were like you got to go. <laughs> yep, they told me I had to go. And that's why you got upset.
2: Um, so they're, they're, that's. I imp- don't rem- remember the specifics of it.
0: You do or you don't. I don't. Well, I think that's fair enough. I think this was a, an incredible Dopey appearance, Nick, and I think you should feel very good about it. Okay. You thanks. know what tomorrow is. There's a, b- a big wow. announcement, but by the time that this podcast airs, tomorrow will be two days ago. But I'm going to give you the inside scoop, and everybody else, this will be the past. Tomorrow is Chris's birthday. Oh, wow. Now, for Chris's birthday, I'm creating a dopey holiday called Christmas. C-H-R-I-S-M-I-S-S. Because Chris died so that we could all live, like Jesus. And tomorrow... For Christmas, I'm releasing the first Dopey Lost Tape. Wow. Episode 2. Wow. Are you excited? Very excited. Are you going to listen to it? No. Yes. You are? I will. That's right on. Any thoughts you have about making the show better, you give me a call. Or if you need anything, you give me a call. Okay. And thank you for calling in.
1: Nice meeting you right. on the air. You
0: got nothing else to say?
1: Absolutely nothing. <laughs> How about
0: Stay Strong, Dopey Nation? won't do it how about toodles <laughs> oh, man. won't do it for Chris he's dead you don't say toodles for Chris you'll do it I don't want to do it I, do I ha- that's a question do I have to say toodles now that Chris died yes alright what's okay where are you right now you copping in the hood right now what's going on back there
2: no I'm walking around my neighborhood
0: what are you doing where are you going I don't
2: know I just stepped outside of my
0: house alright well send your best to, send my best to your family I'm a big fan all right. You're the best, Nick. Be in touch, okay? All right. All right, later. Thanks. Take care, Nick. All right, the great Nick Reiner. He's great, right? I love yeah, that kid. Yeah. He's funny. He's very funny. Um, shit. Um... I
1: didn't know it was Chris's birthday tomorrow. So, wait, Chris Mass? Like, like this is going to be a Mass for Chris?
0: No, like, Chris Miss. Um, like, we miss, miss Chris. M-I-S-S. Here, here's one of the, the graphics. Oh, wow. Do you think it's disrespectful?
1: Um... What do you think? I'm not sure about the tree.
0: What do you (laughs) think? Disrespectful? If you were in Chris's family, would you be upset about this? The tree makes me slightly uncomfortable, I'll be honest. Why? It's it's, It's, it's better to have fun with this kind of stuff. What are you going to do? Come on, we we had the funeral, the whole thing. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. You know, speaking of which, uh, why don't we. Dad, come in! Speaking of sadness and such. We have to. We, my dad has been wanting to come on the show. Um, All right. Now, after Chris died, somebody had suggested, uh, you know, everybody's like, you got to get somebody else on the show. You got to get somebody else on the show. Somebody suggested Nick Reiner, who just called in. Um, nobody suggested anybody else, but somebody well, had. What? My mother thought you should get, uh,
1: you know, the. Your White Elephant, I'm uh, blanking on his name.
0: He- Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and it remind me never to get Jim again on the show. Note to self, never use Jim on the show again. You know I'm not going with that. Artie Lang. Artie Lang, yeah, Everybody, yeah. People suggested Artie Lang, which is a, a big joke, and then some idiot... Suggested that my dad be the co-host of Dopey. Wow. Now, before you say anything... Well,
1: he does give you a hard time. You would be kind of switching roles. He'd be giving you a hard time instead of you giving Chris a hard time. I will
0: kill myself, <laughs> pull all the hair out of my head, <laughs> fucking beat my head against the table, slit my wrists, do whatever it has to be to not have a podcast where my father is the co-host. And now, having said that, let's say hello to my
4: father. <laughs> Welcome, let's- Alan, that's a great. That's Did just. just, that's, just oh,
0: yeah, the last yeah, thing. yeah. It's terrible. Uh, it's anyway, good. he has to bleep
4: something already. Hi, everybody. I really want. I want to be serious before I yell at my son. Uh, uh, you know, this thing about Chris dying is it, it affected me very, very much. Uh, obviously, um, it was a terrible, terrible tragedy, and it's uh, it's just just awful. And the amount of people out there, you guys in uh, in Adobe Nation, who sent in so many wonderful, wonderful emails and uh, iTunes reviews and all that other Twitter stuff, I mean, whatever all this social network stuff is, it was just absolutely incredible. What could you
0: hear? As a totally technologically illiterate person, what could you take in? From like where did what did you see and where did you see it? I, as, as he interrupting me as usual. I was asking you a uh, question. I, I, I want to
4: finish saying that you guys are absolutely wonderful and terrific. All of them. I, I, well, there's one person that I want to make a mention about. But in in any case, um, and then you said you said you were worried about me, and which was very astute. Who said that? A few of the people out there in Dobination Nation. By the way, I don't like when you call them dopes. That's not correct. On I say, that. hey, dopes. That's not good. Adobe Nation is better than using the word dopes. That's, that's not a good way of speaking to people.
0: What are you talking about? You think Dopey Nation sounds be- much better? Why? In in any case, those why? of you who are caring well, about wait, wait, me, wait, wait, I appreciate. Wait, 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 He's wait to why? That again. But why? What makes Dopey Nation better than Dopes? You don't see Dopes is the abbreviation for Dopey Nation?
1: Dopey Nation, like it implies a, a nation of like of Dopes. A, a, a,
0: a,
5: a, a, a
1: nation of Dopes. Of Dopey. There's not the word no. Dopes. Dopey has many Thank
0: you know associations. Earth to you two. Let me, let me just explain Jim. something really briefly. By the way, right? I
4: know Jimmy most of his life also, and he's a sweetheart. Let and me, very just, talented just time, also. Just
0: time out. Who do you think came up with the name Dopey Nation? Probably yes. Walt Disney. The point is <laughs> that the Dopey Nation doesn't mind being called the dopes. How, do you, know uh, how do you know that? You need to take a poll. You guys are not addicts. You don't know. You guys are... I, I don't know why I put you on the show. And you, I don't have a choice on, on the show. Well, you... But listen, so you're that's, saying that's, when I make my address to the audience and I say, hey, what's up, dopes? You don't know. You don't normally do that. On Facebook. On Facebook. Uh, I say, what up, dopes?
4: Uh, and that's only
1: recently.
0: I've you, always done that. Well, no, I, it's I, way I, better to say, I, what I up, dopey nation? I, 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 yeah.
1: Because right. it, it, it reinforces the, the unity of the, of the nation. Yeah,
0: it's, it's just it just over, becomes overblown, the dopey nation, the dopey nation. Dopes what, is about, like it's, what about
1: D.N.? Just,
4: no. Dad,
0: continue <laughs> with your story. I'm sorry for <laughs> you saying
1: Well, no.
4: after he's in the room. Anyway, I, did you get the gist that I want to thank you for your concern? And I really was worried about David. What were you worried about? That you would be as stupid as uh, as as, as Todd and Chris and yeah, and, I, I and also that, I, I think
1: that's also why I, I'm sorry to interrupt, down but I had, I had the same. <laughs> join the club. Um, <laughs> but I had the same. Maybe part of my, my upset and tears over Chris was just that he was the connection to you, and that and it was seems like such an impossibility that if he could do it, and after watching you guys climb up this hill for so long, yeah. and and seeing you your confidence grow and my confidence in you know buoyed by your confidence in yourselves grow and grow and grow and see that he fell off the the boat that that m- suddenly meant maybe it's possible i mean i started i remember immediately counting the counting you know you've got your you got your family. You've got the new house. You got the baby. Like in my head, I was like, "These are the things that are going to reinforce them just for my own sake." So I would be less scared about you. I'm feeling. I'm feeling better,
4: much better. And by the way, uh, you know, I, I went to the funeral also in Boston, and uh, it was very moving. And one of the moving parts was uh, was the priest reading reading messages from the dopey nation and saying. And- but the priest also said the dopes. He did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, the priest said something else, which uh, you let me tell that story. Uh, the story is not as good as you it, think it, it is. It is. It is good because this... Tell this, the story. Well... Let me finish. Anyway, so the priest, the priest was was giving accolades, you know, for how many how many people that Chris helped, and and then they mentioned David, and then I spoke, you know, to Chris's father, and he in, uh, and he hugged me, and he said how wonderful David was, and Chris's mother, same thing. They said wonderful things about
0: David, which made me feel really terrific. It's probably the first time you ever went anywhere where people said so many nice things about me. <laughs>
1: we're trying to think of a counterexample. We just well, saying to each wait other. Wait a minute,
0: at your bar mitzvah, you were pretty pretty good. Yeah, but, yeah. but since then, between 13 and 44, as <laughs> my bar mitzvah and I Chris's think, funeral were the <laughs> highlights of what people said nice things about. That
4: me. may be on target. Yeah, that makes sense. fascinating. Right. So, anyway, we're, this is the story with the priest. Uh, oh. Catholic priest. So we're uh, David was a pallbearer, and we had to go to the cemetery. So we go to the cemetery, and David is having a conversation with uh, with with the priest, and the priest is talking about dopey, and he's using foul language, and then he's talk he talked about the Chuck the,
0: Negron Three Dog Night episode.
4: Yeah, and and the exploding. Penis. Penis. Anyway, and I walk by as I'm walk i walking up to them, and as I'm walking up to them, all of a sudden the priest sees me and, he's, and he says out loud, oh, I can't speak this foul language because a gentleman is coming. And then I said, I'm no gentleman, I'm David's father. And that was, that, that was, that was the story on that. Anyway, uh, he's not interrupting, so I guess he wants to say something now, though.
0: I but if I wanted to say something, don't you have a whole itinerary of oh, what you want to say? Oh yeah,
4: I wanted to say one more thing. Um, with all of those wonderful comments that everybody was making, there was one thing on this. I don't know. if There was you guys, a
0: couple. There was a couple of nasty things.
4: Oh well. There were two. Well, one thing was the the, the person didn't like the show, which was you know that's
0: that's like, terrible. That's
4: that's that's something you know that personal opinion but somebody wrote uh, Dave how did he phrase it he
0: huh. said well it's fucked up you know it's like this is something that uh, you know
4: it's a sick person Very well
0: sick person. no it's some fucking sticky internet character named Felicopter who gives us one star says it's hilarious and says I LOL would the hardest when that guy died um, um, how
4: how how horrible is that?
0: Listen, he gets off doing this kind of stuff. Well, There's he, a whole universe he of he these probably people. Probably just
4: wants the attention we're giving him
0: right now. I wasn't going to give him attention, but my dad was torn up. He couldn't believe it.
4: Well, I just want I just wanted to just wanted to say that how how you know sad the world is when you have people like that around. I mean, it's just. But there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds
0: of positive responses. All
4: right, that's all I wanted to say.
0: Well, I know that when we were at that funeral, um, and I. Um, You know, I was sitting there, um, wow, I think there's a new one right now, Uh, and I was sitting there, and I was um, in the front row, and I had had said on Dr. Drew's podcast that, like, um, you know, I was a a bad drug addict for a long time, and I didn't get to show up to a lot of things. Like, when Devin got married, he wanted me to say a blessing, and I couldn't go. I remember that. You know, uh, when Dave got married, he threw me a bone of an, in, of an invitation, but I couldn't go because I was too much shame and depression mm-hmm. and stuff. I showed up at our other friend's wedding, but I never could do anything. I showed up at my mother's funeral. I was sober at mom's funeral. Um, but at Chris's thing, I was so full on in recovery that I could be a pallbearer mm-hmm. because I was sober. And it was like really feeling like the, it was a treat to be able to be of service in that situation because of my recovery. And the thing about everybody, you know, it's nice that so many people have reached out concerned about me, but it's also at the same time. And it's silly of me to say this, but like, I'm angry that Chris died. I'm angry that Chris overdosed. I'm angry that Chris in a way gives recovering people a bad name um, because because Why? because doing? he fucking overdoses and dies, and then everybody looks at me like, I'm gonna overdose and die because it's so likely. and no, it's like not that it's wh- so likely, when Chris but... was when Chris was sober and we were doing dopey, it was so unlikely that 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 this scenario was gonna happen, and we were like these, You know, pillars of recovery, so to speak. It was a
4: total shock. So like,
0: so he dies, and my boss is looking at me. Oh, well, maybe you don't have it together, and you are so nervous that I'm going to die, and all of these people in 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 the dopey nation are so concerned that I'm going to use. And the truth is that um, never, not once, you know, after Todd died or Chris died, I thought, oh, maybe I should get high. You know that that thought didn't enter my near my head because I'm really grateful to be of service to my family, to be able to provide, to be able to show up. If I fucking did drugs, it would be like getting kicked in the head by a horse and nobody is going to take care of them. You know, maybe you would. Maybe you probably would. But, I mean, it's my job to take care of them and I do it. You know, and I, and, it's, and it's an honor to be able to do it. And also, like, I, I met with my sponsor this morning. It's like... I didn't have fun getting high in the end. I don't know how many people that are listening right now uh, and and they're struggling with using in there and they they won't stop using because they have this thought that they're having fun. But we all know that it's not fun in the end. It's terrible. And I have so much fun in recovery And I say that and it sounds like bullshit, but I do. Like, last night I cooked that big... My dad came out and my in-laws came out and my daughter was on vacation and I grilled up this major meal.
1: Gourmet chef.
0: I'm chefing it up.
1: Do you think that Chris, like, stopped having fun at some point?
0: I think Chris felt pressure. And I think that Chris is 11 years younger than me. And I think Chris doesn't have children. And I think Chris... Didn't pay for his life, and 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 my dad has helped me out a ton, but I think that Chris wasn't earning his keep in a way that he felt it, and I think he felt like he was on the take, and I think what that did he it, felt
1: like he was on the take,
0: meaning like. Because it, it wasn't his money that paid for the rent, and it wasn't his money that paid for his food, and he wasn't paying for his school. And I think in some ways... and he, what he, Also, I feel like he was on the
1: precipice. Like He has finished school. He,
0: he had finished the master's portion. Of, I think he had a lot well, of stress. I, I know, but
1: he was, I feel like he was just entering a, like a different stage where he was going to become a, a, you know, an earner.
0: No, he was no? still years away from that.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was I, years
0: away from. But wasn't the, he out
1: of school? No, no. He was, was
0: in. A, he was in a doctorate program, and he had finished the master's portion. Oh. So he had still two or three more years. And um, I think that you're right. He was under a shitload of pressure, and I think he got hurt, and I think well, he probably yeah. had a taste of something, when and it hurt. fucked everything up. And and like he wasn't working the strongest program of recovery. I, I, and the, I want to I want to add, you know, that we really I mean,
4: David, you and I even spoke uh in three weeks, four weeks before, with the Artie Lang episode, he was he was not he was not right even then.
0: Well, after the Artie Lang episode, and after the one after the Artie Lang episode, my dad. Walked often call me after we put out dopey to tell me how he doesn't like it or what he doesn't like about it (laughs) and they're they're amateurs i mean that's and (laughs) then after um after uh a couple episodes after the Artie lang episode my dad came out and i said to him you know he said i think there's something wrong with chris and and he could see my dad could see it clearer than i did i said i think he's losing interest in the show no. but he what there was something wrong with him he was on drugs
4: also remember that remember when the, the sister of that young man who died uh, the one who was on television and chris asked some kind of question to her that that sounded like Harris
0: Whittle's sister yeah, yeah
4: that was also a little bit uh, of a, of a some kind of a sign maybe
0: it was a long time that yeah. if you look back we cannot there is no chance that anybody here uh, his his girlfriend, his family. None of us know what happened. We can only just conjecture. Armchair quarterback after yeah. the game is fucking over.
4: Exactly. Now getting back, you know, to this thing about you being so sure of yourself. After you listen to Dr. Drew and Bob Forrest and they keep giving warning after warning after warning that uh, that that it's never over, and you know that these things happen all the time. That's why people worry. And, and you know, and again, well, what's the
0: point of worrying?
4: No, I don't mean that. I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying
0: that this kind of uh, relapse is, seems to happen very often. And I think another thing that another problem that Chris had was the um, the idea of being arrogant or being cocky. And like, you know, I remember we did an episode, and I it was like something I really wanted to do. There were two episodes I really wanted to do. One was about regret, and one was about uh, character defects. And with regret, Chris said, I have no regrets. <laughs> After 16, you know, rehabs, the whole thing. That's how Chris was. He said, I have no regrets. And with character defects, he said, I only have one character defect, which is pride. Yeah, and, that. And, and that is this story. Yeah. You know, he knew himself. And um, listen... I talk a lot of shit. I obviously love Chris and I miss Chris and I yeah. love doing our show. You know, yeah. I hate having Jim on the show. <laughs> and you've been on the show it's, way too long.
4: Wait, hold it. I, I, again, as as what do you call a family member who sees something like this happening with their child? Uh, everybody out there, you know, with the, you know, you have your brothers, your sisters, your parents, etc. I know that when you're in the middle of all this addiction, you don't give a damn about anybody else. But that's part of the damage that's caused is the families that suffer so much from all this. And um, it's something that I don't know where consciousness comes in, but maybe that should be part of uh, people's thoughts. Are talking about consciousness? I think it means like your conscience, conscience. to be conscious.
0: So you're saying that Chris had a failure of conscience?
4: No, he had a sickness. That's what I'm saying. And he and he died from a, from a terrible like, you know, illness. But i um, but I'm trying to say, why can't you, this is not criticism of you not having a conscience or anything like I that. I have I'm, a conscience. Yeah, well, good.
1: That's, that, that's exactly, what, exactly what I was talking about when I said when you were, um, you weren't using anymore, but you were still smoking pot. Right. That, this is what I'm talking about. You, your, your conscience was right. muted. No, I believe that. You know what I mean?
0: I believe that. You know, and well, I, don't, I don't think that I have the, the, the most conscious conscience. You know, even that's, in recovery,
1: I actually disagree with you. I think you you think about a lot other people a lot because yeah, I, I, really I think do. that's a big that's a big change. Well, then
0: why am I so cruel to both of you? Well, that's your normal the, normal, a, it's normal a, it's routine. routine. It's part with of the, the, the stick. It's, it's this whole show. Yeah. you're giving everyone this whole show is yeah, about you know, your conscience.
1: Well, you know, that's that's. But I'm serious about this because it started out. It was really for you. It it was a selfish thing, and you could hear it in the beginning. Because you needed to relive these old things. You needed to kind of revel in them so that you could let go of them. But then you could feel it, you could see it as the years went on, that you did let go of that stuff and it became less interesting to you. And you became much more interested in the Dopey Nation, in the people out there. And you started to really care about them and make connections to them, specific people and you know, all of them as a whole. And that's yeah. that connection is real and it's it's you know, it's, it's a, being seen right now yeah, with all this you know, response.
4: Eight, now how many th- thousands, thousands of downloads for each episode now? I mean, it's it's and it's all over the world. I mean, the priest was reading reading these emails from London and from Japan and from uh, Oregon away, out west it was from everywhere I mean well I-
0: my thought my thought I just want to say this because and then we should be done well, but my I mean. thought was um, <laughs> you hate this episode yeah I hate this episode, <laughs> hate um, episode. but um, my my, my this, thought this is probably one of the better ones you know oh maybe. here we go <laughs> The ones my dad, my dad thinks the, the episodes that he's on are the best you're episodes there far. are.
4: I get good reviews. I very, I have a following. There's about four people out you there. You should start <laughs> your own
0: podcast. <laughs>
4: oh, oh that's, that, Do you want to say that? That you, David, just mentioned the other day that he was saying that when he was a kid, when we were doing homework here he would say that what he really wanted to be was a a, a broadcaster, right? He wanted to be on the radio? Is that something that that you said when you were a child that I have forgotten? You don't remember anything about my childhood. (laughs)
0: Let's just move on. Um, So
4: you're going to neglect that part. Are you going to comment on my...
0: I'm going to believe that part. (laughs) No, I always always wanted to have a show. I had a show when I was a kid. I got on MTV when I was in high school. I, I fucking made a show after college. Uh... I did that web series that was so perfect years ago and then we, that's why Chris approached me to do something and I was like, we should do Dopey. And exactly, yeah. Okay. So so whatever, you know. Good. So now it's, it's, Chris gave me the gift of doing this show and I wish it wasn't like the end of him. It just fucking sucks. But as I was sitting there in the fucking, excuse my language, in the church, um, I was thinking like, I, I was feeling those feelings like where you're like alone and you're like, you know, you're, you're in a place where somebody's being honored and you're like, they're not gonna know about my friendship with him. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of like felt there like left out because I'm self-esteem and issues, whatever. And I'm sitting there and and then like the priest starts to talk about Dopey yeah. and then I start crying, you know, I'm in the front and I just start weeping because all I could think about was sitting with Chris here or sitting with Chris in my apartment on the Lower East Side or his parents' house in the Hamptons and the time that we sat together it was, it wasn't for the Dopey Nation. You know, it's like we pretended, like the show was like a game where we pretended we were helping people, but in reality, we, we were helping people, we didn't know that. What we, what we thought was we were having fun, and we were having this good time, and it was an excuse to get together and eat chocolate and talk shit, and and have this project, but we didn't really know Even though we saw stuff, we saw numbers and we got emails, it's still, that was not the primary purpose. And the night before he died, um, we were on the phone and we were planning the next time he was going to come to do the show. And he said, you know, we hadn't even celebrated that last month was the biggest month we had ever had. And we finally, yeah, we finally had overcome the Dr. Drew month.
5: Yeah.
0: Um, we, and he was like, you know, to be honest, even if the numbers were terrible, I would always come, is what he said. And he was emotional. He was high. He was all fucked up. He was like, I would always come because I love to make the show. And I said, I know. You know but he was out of his mind at the end. The other thing, the joke that I've made on other people's podcasts that I haven't been able to make on Dopey, which was after Chris died our fucking numbers were so out of control. It just makes me wonder why we didn't fake his death years before. (laughs) You know, if we had faked his death... Faking would have been better, If we had faked his death, not only would we have had the spike in downloads, but he would have gotten to see how much everybody loves him. And it would have been amazing for him.
4: well, yes.
0: Anyway, Dad, I had enough of you. Say goodbye.
4: (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. And uh, stay strong, Dopey Nation.
0: All right, that's great, that's nice. Thank you, Alan. This has been. What are you doing? What are you lingering on the exit for? You say <laughs> no, goodbye, you go. That's it. He stands here. I don't know. What are you looking for? You good job. Very very nice job on the show. Um. All right. Let's. I think we should call it. But I want to read this thing. I want right, to read another right, one, and then one we're done. Or should I read a review?
1: You want me to read something?
0: You want to read something? Sure. No, I don't want you to read okay, it. Okay, I won't read. You could read it here. You could read. Here, read this. this is, call it the Dopey, Nation, Dopey, Review, Dopey Podcast Review of the Week. Starting here? Yeah.
1: Uh, <clears throat> so this is, who do I say this is from? Let's read that whole thing. Right, by This is from CJ Berger. For the last six months, I've been listening to this stupid podcast. It's been awesome having it around as I do not participate in AA slash NA and enjoy finding the humor in my fuck-ups. This show is not only hilarious and irritating, eating next to the microphone, vaping and totally off-subject banter, it's the perfect way, it's a perfect way to relive your glory days w- while stay staying in your recovery world.
0: I don't know which is worse, your reading or his reading. <laughs> it's <friggin'> terrible.
1: <laughs> the show progresses into a mixture of tales, tales from the crypt to the da- daily antics of the hosts. By the time you find your way to the middle of these podcasts, you'll be less bewildered by the lack of professionalism. In fact, you'll find yourself looking forward to each new episode, and in a roundabout way, you'll join in the Dopey Nation, even if you're not clean and you're just listening.
0: See, that's interesting. I don't think that guy knows that Chris died. He
1: didn't even mention that Chris died. Yeah.
0: Here, read the next one.
1: Okay. (laughs) So, this is by Sino. If you're interested in recreational drugs or American drug culture, you'll enjoy this show. Entertaining, outlandish, and sometimes hilarious, war stories about drug abuse are bookended by loose but thoughtful conversations about the nature of addiction and the benefits of recovery. This show is my current addiction. RIP Chris. Stay strong, Dave.
0: There you go. Um, so we're gonna fucking be done. I I had two other guests, but I think we should just keep the show short because that's how Chris liked the show. All right. Um, I think Chris might have liked you on the show, but I don't know. Chris, (laughs) Chris, Chris is in heaven listening to Dopey fucking punching himself in the face for giving up such a beautiful thing. And, um, we miss you, Chris. And, uh, I hope you're celebrating Christmas in heaven, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, uh,
1: who should say what at the end of the show?
0: You, you say nothing. I say everything. You say everything. No, all you right. say what you want. Please, you say it. You say everything. That's nice. Please.
1: How about I'll say "Stay strong, Dopey Nation," and you say what you never want to. No,
0: I don't say "Toodles." Chris says "Toodles." <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, but he's not here, so you get you have to hold you have to hold the um, hold the torch for him. All right, so we'll say "Toodles" for Chris and "Stay strong, Dopey Nation," and. Um, Write a email, we need fucking voicemails, we need dopey voicemails. Everyone's yeah. feeling like the dopey is out of dopey, so we need but Nick Reiner brought the dopey pretty good. Yeah. He's punching TVs, he was yeah. having heart attacks on the plane. Yeah. Anyway. But those so,
1: but those heartfelt, you know, self read stories where you hear someone's voice quavering that They go a long way. When people... The voicemails. Yeah, the voicemails. Yeah, dopey voicemails
0: are important. And I need short ones. They can't be so long. Got to send short voicemails. Short meaning... Five to eight minutes. There you go. Over eight minutes, everybody complains. Anyway, stay strong, Dopey Nation. And we say toodles because Chris died. But um, goodbye. All right, this just in. We just finished the show, but a fucking voicemail came in. So we're going to play the voicemail. Jimmy already left. My dad is in the other room. This is a voicemail from another dopey... um, you know, original Dopey Nation member. The reason that we got Artie on the show, it's Scott Countryman from uh, South Carolina. Here we go.
5: Yo, what's up, Dopey Nation? This is Scott Countryman coming to you from Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, I've been talking to Dave and a couple of other people in the Dopey Nation, and we're trying to get back to normal. On that note, here is a little Dopey story from my early... Uh, really using career to set the stage it is 2006 or 7 somewhere around there um, and I am the kitchen manager at a Chili's in Hattiesburg Mississippi uh, we had a lot of bar regulars and people would get absolutely wasted at this bar this was right when Chili started to do their two-for-one margaritas and everybody was on dope in the restaurant it was a you know, a college spot uh, right down the road from Southern Miss University and right next to a Best Buy. So it was, it was a pretty happening uh, place. A lot of the fraternities and sororities would also do give back nights there. So it was it was a nice place. Anyways, uh, we had a regular there who was called Pilot John, and John would come to the bar. He was an airline pilot, and he would get super wasted Occasionally he would overindulge and we'd have to call in the cab. Uh, One of these nights, that was definitely the case. So we're closing up the back of the house and the front of the house manager comes up and says, hey, do me a favor. Will you help John get to uh, the cab? It's about to be here. So I'm like, sure. I go out. uh, His jacket is next to him and he's kind of slumped over on the bar chair. When... I pick up his jacket. I hear that iris, uh, that unmistakable rattle of pills in a bottle. So I'm like, hmm. The spider sense goes off, and I'm like, I'm definitely just going to take these. So I reach my hand in there. I grab the bottle. They kind of fall out on the ground, and I don't get to see what they are. I just pick them up, put them in my pocket, and rush him out to the cab. He gets in the cab, gone, over with. And I'm like, all right, let me see what I got. So I open it, and the bottle doesn't have a name on it or anything. And inside the bottle is a bunch of the OC80s, the good ones. And for all you younger dopey heads, you don't know, before all this fentanyl and heroin, there was Oxycontin 80s. And this was before the OPs came out. These are the original Green Monsters that were everywhere all over the coast, but they're 80 milligrams, instant release. All you had to do was suck the coating off, grind it down, inject it, snort it, whatever you wanted to do, and they were absolutely phenomenal. So I open it up, and it's not one of those little pill bottles. It's one of the uh, -the middle-of-the-road ones that usually holds, like, if you were going to get 120 perk 10s or something, it's that size. So I open it up, and there's right at, a little over 100, I think it was like 109 of them so I have a fairly serious dope habit of every other day to every day but the dope sickness is, I I didn't really know what being dope sick was yet so I open up the bottle and I start going to town Uh, the next two to five days I ended up Basically, staying in a dope coma. I was able to sell four or five of them just to pay my rent or some stupid bills that I had. But for the most part, that is what kicked off my using career. And it's kind of like my one golden story where you're like, oh, this one time I, da da da, this is the one time that I found drugs for free. There were basically no consequences behind it as far as thievery it's not like you stole medication from your grandmother which I've done or one of your siblings after they've had a surgery and you're like oh, they won't notice the pills these were free and clear he never came back up to the restaurant to ask I guess he just thought that he lost them somewhere but that was a sweet lick and definitely uh, definitely was pretty funny I hope you guys like this story it's a little dopey it's, uh, kind of right off the cuff, but stay strong, Dopey Nation, and stay safe out there, kids.
0: All right, thanks, Scott. That was some classic, uh, Dopey back in the mix, and everybody, just be well and stay in touch, and I really, everyone's gone. I really appreciate you guys, uh, being in touch. It means a lot to me, and, um, I don't know, like, uh, let's hope we can keep the show going and it can still be fun, and, um... We'll do another Stay Strong, Dopey Nation, and toodles for Chris, uh, who we wish was still with us. Um, All right, later.
3: What's up, Dave and Chris? My name's Jake. I'm 25 years old from West Virginia. I just found Dopey about two weeks ago, and it's my favorite podcast of all time. Y'all are hilarious, and it's just gotten me through some really hard times. And though I'm not clean myself, you know, it gives me a lot of hope for the future. Um, I really like Dave's song, and I'm going to do a little cover of it here on my banjo. Hope y'all don't mind too much. I wrote a uh, third verse myself. Sorry about the poor quality. It's just on my phone. And, uh, sorry about the banjo. thing's hard to keep in tune.
6: the world I wonder would it do me any good till I get some honey in my pockets and I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood and I want to be good so bad won't be so good Sky watches airplanes just passing by, and I wanna see a Learjet liner take a dive just to show all of these people. so much better when you're
3: y'all hear this makes it through the uh big inbox emails feel free to play a clip on the show if you want if not i know it kind of sucks all right uh, really appreciate it
0: thanks y'all